Psalm 89 in verse 47 says, Lord, remember how short my time is. You think about that. There are flashes of life before us. There are losses that we've incurred, whether it's a loss of a mother, a father, a husband. You never know. One day that may be us. One day it will be. We're all going to pass away. Joshua 23, 14, Joshua said, I'm going the way of all the earth. Isn't that an interesting expression? David said the same thing. And in both of those moments when those men realized they're going the way of all the earth, there's another way of saying I'm about to meet what we all must face. But it motivated those men to think about what they're going to leave behind. And it motivated those men to charge the people that were still remaining. And if you think about that, what are we going to do to meet our end? What are we, what are we going to do when that moment comes to us? Well, I think about you and my children, my family, the church. Will I think about how I'll be remembered? Will I think about if I'm right to be with the Lord, right with the Lord? Did I make my life count? Recently, uh, Wes Brown had a heart attack. And I was talking with him. They were considering appointing elders in Alabama, where they are. And I was talking to him and saying, well, make sure you pace yourself if you're one of them. And he said, oh, I'm, 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 it's more clearer now than it ever has that I need to make my time count. So I was thinking about that too. And others have had heart attacks. Others have had other heart issues. And you think about these kinds of things. What, what would happen to you if you got the news that you only have three months to live or a week? Simon Harris was preaching in uh, Lisbon this week. I remember when he got the news that his 16-year-old daughter had cancer. And within about a year, she was, she was gone. Such a young age. But I also remember what a great attitude she had and how she had faith and how that she had accepted, even at a young age, that this was inevitable. She didn't fight it. But she wrote some very touching pieces of writing she had this phrase that she said, life is more interesting when you're happy. And someone said, you ought to make, put that on a t-shirt. So they did. And, and, and seeing her uh, body deteriorate, and, and, but seeing her spirit be strong, 
It was a very encouraging thing. And so I'm thinking about how short life is this morning and what that means and what am I going to do about it. First, recognize it, it is inevitable. In Genesis 5, in verse 5, you read about these people who lived long periods of time according to us, according to what we're used to. But if you notice in Genesis 5, verse 5, yeah, Adam lived 930 years, but what does it say right after that? And he died. Verse 8, all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. Verse 11, Enos were 905 years, and he died. Verse 14, Canaan were 910 years, and he died. Verse 17, Mahalalil, 890 and 5 years, and he died. Verse 20, all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Verse 27, all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. Verse 31, and all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. They all had that same thing in common. Moses mentioned the common death of all men in number 16 in verse 29. Solomon said that they all go to one place, all are of the dust and turn to dust again. Hebrews 9.27 says, For it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. The sooner we accept it, we might not like to think about death, Yet, Ecclesiastes says, it's better to go to the house of mourning than the house of feasting. When you think about death, while unpleasant as it may seem, it would do us good to appreciate life and how fragile, how precious, how short it is, and how important it is to make your life count before God because it won't be long before it happens Psalm 90 verse 9 we sang a song just a moment ago that had these words or is taken from this for all our days are passed away in thy wrath we spend our years as a tale that is told some of your translations may say as a sigh <coughs> And it's gone. It's quick. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. Seventy. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years. Eighty. Yet is their strength labor and sorrow for it is soon cut off. And we fly away. Soon. Even if you live a relatively long life the way we think of it. It's still short, still short. Job 7, Job said, My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle. Whether it's talking about the act of how fast that's moving or leaving by a thread or, or it's cut off like, like a web. 
And so now I understand the importance of how the wise man said, teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. It's good for me to think how short my time is. Job said in Job 7 and verse 7, Oh, remember that my life is wind. ESV says, a breath. It's not very long. In Job 10 and verse 9, Thou hast made me as the clay, and wilt thou bring me into dust again? Job 14, he said, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. Some of your flowers spring up. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's a wonderful thing. Springtime. But it doesn't last. Won't be long, those flowers. They wilt. Beautiful while it lasts. Better appreciate it while it lasts. James 4, verse 14, he says, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that you ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. And you learn that during the pandemic, how plans were made and plans got changed. Haven't you noticed lately that that is so true? You, you think, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and things happen beyond your control. And what do you do? This is why we need to always say, when we make our plans, if the Lord wills. It's not just a cliche phrase. It might not be the Lord's will. There might not be a tomorrow. And so we ought to keep that in mind. Now, what's my takeaways from this? You say, yeah, I get it. All these phrases. Yes, life is short. I know that. You made that point. What, you, what are you going to do with that, though? Well, number one, Live every day like it's your last. Because one day it will be. And so it's very important to make sure that you're ready to meet that end. How did Jesus approach this? In John, there are several times where Jesus says, A little while am I with you. While he was on the earth, in his short time on this earth, about 33 years. But as his time on the earth drew close to a close, he kept saying again and again, a little while am I with you. In John chapter 7, in verse 33, notice, the Pharisees are complaining. Some are doubting him, some are not understanding his purpose, but yet 
he makes this point, John 7, 33. Yet a little while am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me. And where I am, thither you cannot come. Well, here's the takeaway. If his time that he recognized was only going to be here for a while, what is he telling them? You don't have very long to make your decision. You don't have very long to have th those people there could see him, hear his teachings, touch him, see his miracles, follow him, make that decision in determination. You could sit and you can wait and you can wait and say, well, I'm waiting on this or I'm waiting on that. Maybe one of these days. Maybe one of these days I'll get my life right. I'll turn myself around when the time is right. But one of these days that door will be closed. And then what? You don't have that long to seek. In John chapter 12, in verse 35, he says it again. Jesus said to them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. You know the, that saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Jesus is telling them, seek me while I can be found. I'm here to shed light and give you the truth. There's going to be a day when you will look for that, you'll wish you had it, and it's not going to be there. So it's important to make that choice while you can. In chapter 13, in verse 33, Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye love one another. Here's the takeaway. Because he's only going to be there a while, then what are they to do? Love each other. Love him. It's so important. If you recognize how short your life is, Make sure you love God and your neighbor, and especially your brethren. In chapter 14, in verse 19, Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but you see me, because I live, you shall live also. And then in chapter 16, in verse 16, he tells them again, A little while, and you shall not see me. And again a little while, and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. He keeps saying this phrase. And so notice their response in verse 17. They're, they're finally, what, what is he saying here? Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? A little while, and you shall not see me. And again a little while, and you shall see me. What's this all about? Well, he's not going to be there very long, but it's not going to be long till they're going to get the opportunity to be reunited with him as well. So there's another takeaway. So one is, how long do you actually have? 
Do you know that? Do you know really how long you have before our Lord either comes back or your life is gone from this earth? Do you know? And suppose a loved one is taken. Would you have wished you had made amends? Will you have wished you had not said those words? Will you have wished that you had spent more time? Will you have wished? But then, there's a, there's a bit of hope here that you can be reunited with them if they're in Jesus and you're in Jesus, that it won't be that long till that reuniting can take place. It does not have to be the end. It could just be for a little while. And so I take comfort in that. With those who have gone on to be with the Lord and those who, are, who die in the Lord, precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of His saints. They're not forgotten. He will bring them with Him when He comes back. So it's just a little while. And if it's just a little while, can you hold out? And so I think about that. In Christ, difficulties are only temporary. That, that, that is a great takeaway for me. It's this idea that it's just short. You know, I can put up with something if I know it's not that long. If something's annoying to you, but you know it's going to end in one minute, could you bear with that? If you knew it would be worth it. If a mother is uncomfortable, saying that at the very least, while she is bearing a child, but she knows what's coming, Does that thought of the reward at the end make it all worth it? And so think about this. Whenever, as a Christian, if you're going through a difficulty, whether it's a sickness or whether it's a temptation, whether it's loss, whether it's just life being hard, it doesn't have to be forever. It could just be a short while. See light at the end of the tunnel. See hope and know that it's only short for you as a Christian. If you have that, that's, that is a wonderful blessing. So not always this idea of how short our time is has to be gloomy. It can be a, a, a source of strength and help to us. And if you're thinking about, you know, that things are hard. It's hard being a Christian sometimes. It's hard trying to do the right thing sometimes. It's hard overlooking some things that you're taught to. If that's you and you're dealing with that, just know it doesn't have to be forever. It's just a short while. Hold out. Don't give up. If you're feeling like giving up, can you hang on just a little longer? What it, think about it this, this way. 
Could you imagine what if you're sitting here thinking, this is taking way too long. I know you said it was short, but it feels long to me. Well, what if you gave up and you quit? And then the Lord returns right after you quit. And you are almost there. Have you ever, you ever think about that? You might have just been almost there and you gave up too soon. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Jesus is telling his disciples this in, in chapter 16. In verse 32, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. Yet I'm not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He could see it. He could see that his prize was going to be worth the shame that he was about to go through and the difficulty that he was about to go through. You need to see that, that your prize is the Lord. Do not move your eyes off of the goal, and that is to be with the Lord in heaven. There is no worldliness, no worldly appeal, no temptation. There's nothing out there that is so great to cause you to want to remove or let somebody take your crown when you are almost there. So don't ever give up. Another takeaway for me is don't sweat small stuff. Don't, don't get so wrapped up in little tiny things that don't matter if life is so short, life's too short to worry about things that are so temporary that don't matter. Do you, do you know that? Sometimes we get so worked up about silly little things. But if life is short, don't, don't fret over bills. Do the best you can. Work hard. Reduce your expenses if you can. You know, live below your means. Be wise. Be a good steward. But if you're doing all you can do and you're worried, well, I'm going to lose my job. I don't know. Are you worried that am I going to be able to eat? Am I going to be able to put food on the table? What did Jesus say about that? Your father feeds the birds and you're of way more value than the birds. Set your affection on things above. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things will be added to you. And don't sit and fret about tomorrow. Tomorrow take care of the things of itself. Here's the thing. Do you even know whether there'll be a tomorrow? And you're sitting here worried about the things that are going to happen tomorrow. And you're losing sleep or you're getting an ulcer over things that are going to happen tomorrow. And there might not even be a tomorrow. You may be just imagining a problem and, 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 and making a, a, a grasshopper into something huge and big. Take one day at a time. Didn't Jesus teach us that? Didn't the manna in the Old Testament, wasn't that an exercise in that, taking one day at a time? Each day they had to go out and gather their manna. So don't sweat small stuff. Don't bear grudges. 
Why does it say in Ephesians 4 and verse 26, don't let the sun go down on your wrath? Well, how long are you going to be angry with a brother? Be angry, sin not. But how long are you going to hold that? Are you going to hold that forever? You're just going to harbor that, you know, ill will or that, that temperament? When, when will you let that go? I mean, life's too short. I don't know if you ever thought about it this way. If there's, let's say somebody really is bothering you. They really have hurt you. Would it change anything if that person died? Now, sometimes people say things flippantly. They'll say things about other people dying. We don't talk that way, number one. But have you ever actually thought about it? That what if this person that you're angry with, what if they did die? Would that change your feeling about them that you're having a hard time bearing with them, being a little bit more patient? Would that change anything? Don't fight over petty issues. There's another one. If life, life is short, why do I want to you know, be divided with my brethren over things that are opinion, matters of opinion? I'm talking about sinful matters. But if life is short, is that opinion of mine really that important that I want to be divided from my brother or sister? And here's another one, Psalm 37. Don't fret over evildoers. It, I mean, sometimes we look at the world and we see the news and... I wonder sometimes how much of this can we take in. Everything on the news, it seems like, is some kind of bad news. There's some kind of evil. There's some kind of sinful activity being celebrated. Or there is, there's crimes. There are injustices. There are mistreatments. There are all kinds of things that upset us. And sometimes that's the right way to feel. But sometimes we may end up becoming cynical or we may think because things look unfair at, for now that we think that maybe somehow God is not acknowledging what's taking place and how can He let this happen or, or something like that. But Psalm 37, verses 6 through 10, He talks about not fretting, not, not losing heart, over what evildoers do. It, does it mean that if somebody's doing wrong and it looks like, okay, they got rewarded somehow, maybe they got the promotion when they were crooked, they cheated, so you think it looks unfair. Well, God is not overlooking that. He will right all the wrongs, and we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. And if life is short, I need to understand I may, I, the one day I'm going to be before Him, they will be before Him, and we'll all have to answer for what we've done. And God will judge righteously. So He'll take care of that. And He will not allow 
wickedness to go unpunished because he's a, he's a just God. And so I take comfort in that. Ecclesiastes 12 that was read. The whole point of Ecclesiastes, he's talking about we're all going to die. And if a perspective under the sun on this earth were that if you live and you die, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you are wise or whether you're not, everybody dies, then what's the point? It seems kind of futile from just from an earthly perspective. If I mean, why, why try to do this or why try to do that if, if you're going to be forgotten? But yet at the end, he, he brings the point home and he says, hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Now, from that perspective, if you're going to be brought into judgment, and it's all about, since you're made in His image, so you should please Him, you should obey Him, keep His commandments, because there's going to be an afterlife, well, now... What I do in this life has meaning. I can appreciate it. I can live joyfully with the wife of my youth because I know, yes, I only have one life. Now, don't do as a lot of people do when they, they think of life is short. You only have one life to live. YOLO, so let's just be reckless. Let's do something crazy, you know, and... and you know, make some decision that's going to shorten your life even further. It's already short. You don't need to do something foolish. What you need to do is may every, every time count. And especially right now. What if the Lord came back? Would you be found faithful? He's not asking something that you can't do. He's asking you to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him. That's a commitment. He's asking you to give up your old ways. But He's not asking you for something you can't do. He's not asking you for perfection. That's impossible. If you think, well, I'm, I'm just going to wait until I'm perfect and I'm going to uh, be a Christian then... You're not ever going to make that. But if you can give your best, and you can make the decision, I'm going to follow Him. I'm going to give Him my heart. I believe that He is the Son of God. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to live the rest of my time, not to my will or to the world's, but to God then why not do that? Why not confess, I believe that Jesus is the Christ? Come right up to the front. We'll baptize you into Christ. All your sins will be washed away. And then you can live faithful till death. Think about all those phrases. You remember this as a, if you're already a Christian. Those phrases in the, in the book of Revelation. You'll have tribulation. Ten days be faithful unto death. Ten days is a short time. There may be a trial. There may be difficulty, but it's short. Just hold on, all those statements. Hold on till I come. Behold, I come quickly. It'll be here before you know it. 
your time will be up. So just hang on. Make your life right, whatever your need is, while we stand and as we sing.